Dad. I was once known as Pranky Prank Prankster, but now I shall be known as Sneaky McSneakster. Don't tell anyone else this, but we're going to check out that mysterious island. Also, it turns out the lake boys are pretty cool. We did beat them at their own weird game though, just for the record, in case anyone is keeping track. We also learned that dogs shouldn't use swords. We got a bunch of Pokemon snacks and watched those old Poke League tapes. I learned so much. Gotta go, Dad. It's time to fly into the island and discover what the big secret is. Seely, you packed the jetpack, right? Ordor? You didn't pack the jetpack? Ordor! Yeah, Seely! Gotta go, Dad. Hello friends, we are back once again with Pearl and Luca currently flying over Lake Chanterelle heading toward the Misty Isle, trying a different approach from what the uh, Lake Boys had been doing. We've got Mikey floating over the water with Pearl in his large clawed hands and Heracross with his wings uh, protruding from his carapace, flying with Luca sort of hanging below. But as you all are on your way, I'd love to take a second and let's talk about the trash boy himself. Oh, wow. I was, you painted the picture and I'm like, I'm, I feel like such a Mission Impossible spy right now. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're going in through the, the, the tree on the left and then we're going to take a right and then we're going to take another left and we'll infiltrate. <laughs> go, go, go! <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> Also, our essential oil diffusers on right now, so it has like a little lapping of water sounds, which which works well. I don't think it's picking up. Ooh, but. no, it's not. But you know, you know, listeners, that it's there. I want you to just think about the smell of, of lavender and, and cedar wood and oh, eucalyptus. I thought, I thought you were gonna say, "Think about the sound of running water," and then I was like, "No, that means they're gonna pause because they have to use the bathroom." No, 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 don't, no, no. Hey, whatever you do, whatever you do, stay with us. Don't think about the sound of running water. Don't oh, think about oh, it. Gosh darn it. All right, we'll see you guys in five minutes. We're going to talk about the Trash Boy while you okay, guys great. use yeah, the yeah. bathroom really quick. Yeah, you, you go pee. Sorry We're going to talk about Trash Boy. Sorry, guys. So Oscar evolved he from that did. fight. Y'all grabbed some tasty EXP in that uh, rotation battle, which was an experiment for me. I've never run one of those before, but that was fun. Yeah, that was interesting. A different way of doing it for sure, but there was a good amount of XP because uh, wink, wink, surprise, surprise, uh, all of those were beefed up versions of those Pokemon. <laughs> it was not just the standard ones. So there was a, a good amount of XP to go around, enough obviously to get Oscar that Evo. So he is at uh, level seven now officially. You love to see it and has now evolved into a Breloom. Go ahead and uh, tell me about some of the stuff that he got from that Evo. Arms for one. Yeah, more hit points. A neck to put that bolo tie around. Here's the thing that I like about the evolution with Oscar. You know, I'm not, I'm struggling with George Foreman's evolution quite a bit, but Oscar's Breloom still has such a dry humor to him of like, why are you doing this? And what are you doing? And why are you doing this to me? And I don't care that it still fits the personality. <laughs> like there's, whenever I look at a Breloom, I just imagine the like, tink, tink sound of his eyes There's a batting. blankness there. There is a blankness there. That can be interpreted as a sort of, are you kidding me, blankness. Which is our trash boy. It, which is the trash boy. He loves it. He's true, true Oscar the Grouch mode now, I feel like, now that he can poke out of the uh, trash can mm -hmm. uh, as, he, as he does. Which, you know, fi a fine place for a mushroom lad to be. So his ability scores went up. 
Mm-hmm. He's he's got grass and fighting now. Ooh. So diversity, love it. Yes. And that's all I got. He got some uh, upgraded moves now, didn't sure he? Sure did. We got Mega Drain, Counter, Stun Spore, Leech Seed, Mop, Mop Punch. Mock Punch? Mock Punch. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, the Mock Punch. Uh, so definitely uh, pretty sweet that you already had the extra move feet. Uh, so you were able to really take advantage of the uh, diversified move pool now that he's got that dual typing. That is a pretty nice. I would like to say I thought about that in advance. You'd like to say that. And I said it. So Oscar got up to level seven from his Evo, uh, and actually he's he's pretty close to eight already because oh uh, I'll you know part the curtain here for a moment he was he was technically at seven but I just wanted him to earn it he could have had it after Baloney the Tauros but after getting absolutely annihilated I said no no he's got to he's got to get his groove back oh they're back from the bathroom oh they're back from the bathroom hi guys also, you wash your hands right you better wash your hands listen to my voice because you can't look into my eyes you wash your hands right. 30 seconds. I'll know in your voice if you didn't. We Go know. back right now. You got it. I'll give you 30 seconds. Scrub a dub. Think about what pro- the professors would say to you right now. Right now. You want that? You want that magical rainbow rapidash? Ah, do you have that now? Rapidash, rapidash, rapidash. Ponytop, but. Oh, well, you know, the potential's there. Well on the way. Oh, gorge. Beautiful creature. Also, Omen went from five to six from that XP because that was a pretty small jump. Got a couple of other moves. And Coconut's close to nine, but not quite there yet. I want to, like, cotton candy Rapidash. Can we make Tangerine, like, more like My Little Pony style? <laughs> like the Galarian Ponytaw? Like this one. The Galarian one. Yeah. The fair, not fairy, the psychic type. <laughs> like the cotton candy type. Oh, look, they're back from washing their hands. Oh, hey, hey, back hey. again. We gave you extra time. You're welcome. That. You are welcome. So, the scene is set. You are flying above do, Lake Chanterelle. Do, 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 uh, how do, do you want to approach uh, as you're going ahead? I know that you're talking about flying over there instead of going on the water, since that seems to be the approach that hasn't been working. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're trying something different, but mm-hmm. how exactly do you want to approach uh, as you are flying toward this misty isle? Uh, I think that every now and then Mikey like acts like he's going to drop you, <laughs> and then you give him uh, one of the little candies, and, he, and he's satisfied for the moment. Love it. Ha-ha-ta! <laughs> I would like us to be sneaky as possible. Okay. And to maybe circle the island a couple times, if possible. Mm, scope out the place? Yeah, and see if there is a good landing spot. Okay. So, I'm going to need you to, first of all, roll stealth. Okay. And I will let you roll an advantage because Mikey is proficient with stealth. Ooh, that's cool. I'm going to use my dice in these dice. Yes. The first roll was not with Dice Envy, and it was four, so that was scary. But then the second roll was much better. Thank you, Dice Envy. 18. 18. I'm with a ghost type. It's misty. It's night. What more could you ask from me? I'm trying my best here <laughs> as Pearl and as Sarah. It's not the norm. I love it. So then now that you have rolled your stealth as you are flying around, go ahead and give me a... Perception? Perception check. Hot rolls. I know you've got a super high passive, but since you're kind of actively scoping the place rolls. out. Oh, my fingers burned because the rolls were so hot. Ah, oh, cocoa. They're delicious. Mm, you put cinnamon in them? Ah, ha, 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 the hot rolls. 27. 27. 
So. Show me the land. Give me the topography. As you approach the Misty Isle, you and Mikey, as well as Luca and Hercules, do your best to blend in with the fog that saturates the air around this island. Uh, As you approach, uh, the outlines of trees and things become more clear to you. As you approach, it looks as though there is uh, a very, very old forest on this island. It seems to be relatively large, um, not maybe the full size of Parasol Village or anything like that, but it is a a pretty sizable island, especially since you couldn't really tell the dimensions of it with there just being this misty mass in the middle of the lake. You actually, as you're able to approach, you you can tell that there are uh, tall old trees and things of that nature as you are uh, going in and looking around. With your, you said 18 stealth? And 27 perception? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think that Mikey is doing a very good job. Obviously, he is very quiet. He's a ghost. Um, And he is not having to make any noise as he just quietly glides through the fog with you in his hands. Luca rolled a 15 for okay. his stealth with Hercules, and so That's I think that uh, just the wings against the, the chitinous body uh, and maybe, like, the rustling of, you know, adjusting Luca or, you know, the vest that Hercules is wearing is a, maybe a little bit more cumbersome. So there are some moments where, you know, you can just hear sort of of the wings. Okay. But as you all are going around, uh, you fly overhead and you circle the island a couple times. Are you staying only around the perimeter or are you going, like, over the top of it? We'll go over the top. Okay. Do you do, like, a lap around first mm-hmm. and then go over top? Because just because you said that you wanted to kind of go around. So I just wanted to make sure whether you were sort of crossing the threshold of, quote, island zone. Yes. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So then, with your stealth and perceptions... As you are making your way around, you you take a lap around first, uh, and it's hard to actually see within uh, what's in the island. Uh, It seems as though, even though there is this sort of first line of defense and and secrecy of whatever with the the fog, with the mist, as you come in, it's almost as though uh, these these ancient trees uh, that are around the perimeter and seemingly all the way to the, the interior, to the core of this island, whatever's going on, it seems to be sort of the next line of secrecy, defense, whatever the case may be. As you take your loop around, it's hard to see much else from there. Go ahead and roll a D100. 85. With an 85, uh, as you are circling the perimeter, you just look down and you're just keeping your eyes out for you know anything and everything. Uh, you do note that down near the shoreline, you can see that uh, from, from way up here, from your vantage point, it's kind of hard to make out for a second because it is dark. But in, in the light of the moon and with the reflection of the water... Uh, the moon! <laughs> Tenardier! <laughs> Keep going. Uh, With the light of the moon and the reflection of the water, it is a relatively bright night tonight. You know, it's not one of those where there's there's very little moonshine and everything. And it also, as you come in, it seems as though the fog is lighter once you're actually in the zone of the island. Sure, that's how fog works. Yeah, Yeah. that it's more around the perimeter. So that once you're actually in it, it's not, you know, thick all the way through. There is some amount of mist and everything, but it's not 
the sort of wall of mist and fog that keeps people from the outside seeing it, if that makes sense. Sort of the, the eye of the hurricane, but not, you know, storming or anything. In the eye of the hurricane, there are pokies. So many pokies that I want to catch. He did it to us, folks. This is Jonah. In the eye of the hurricane, there are Pokemon. So many, so many Pokemon I want to catch. Oh, man, I love that we brought Lynn onto the podcast. Our good friend. (laughs) Our good friend, Lynn. So as you look down to the shoreline, you do see uh, with your role that there is uh, actually, you can tell, yeah, I think that you would actually know what this is without having to scan it outright because you've seen some variations and some jiggly. similar things. Not jiggly, but knowing that you've seen things like Diane's Leafy on, you see an Eevee down on the shore Ooh. just bopping around. Aw, just a sweet little Eevee? Yeah. So, I wonder what that guy's up to, Mike. He looks kind of lonely. Don't talk. <laughs> We're being stealthy. So you just see an Eevee down there. So that is on your sort of loop around as you're going. Then you go over top. Now, the island, as you go over it, uh, you do note that it seems as though there is a sort of rise on the terrain and that toward the middle, it is taller, that it is almost some sort of hill or something as, you know, the trees come up even higher from where they are down closer to the shore. Uh, it does sort of rise up, rise up. No. <laughs> I am Hercules Mulligan. I mean, no, I am Luke. I'm Hercules with Luca. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Turn it. I'm Hercules the Heracross. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is the app. We didn't know it was going to be this, no. but this is the app, You know it's going to be such a heavily musical theater saturated uh, referenced episode. Rise here we are. up. When you're only four feet, you got to rise up. And you are short for your age, so rise up, rise up. <laughs> Canonically now, the only other sound Heracross makes besides, like, its name is brah, brah. Yes! <laughs> For sure! Such a great name, such a great character, such a great actor. Oh, my gosh. Ah, so good. <laughs> Hercules goes to use arm thrust and he goes brah, brah. Yes! <laughs> So anyway, you guys are flying over top, and the trees are taller toward the middle uh, as you see the island sort of rises up in the middle. As you are making your way around, the trees are very, very thick. Uh, The branches are thick, and they do seem to obscure a lot of what's on the ground level from up above. Uh, You can see just bits of where, you know, the moonlight can't actually reach down all the way uh, to the underbrush, to the ground level, uh, as it peeks through the canopy of the trees. But as you are going over the top, how high above are you guys trying to stay? Like, above the trees and things. Uh, How wide of a berth are you giving yourselves from... Pretty wide. Okay. Yeah. Would you say that you're still another, like, 20 feet above, like, the trees themselves? Like, okay. I am just trying to get a sense of how this layout is. Gotcha. I'd say the, the trees are very tall. I mean, you're, you're probably close to a good, you know, somewhere between 80 and 100 feet in the air as you were crossing above these and checking things out. You're very high up. I love it. It's even taller than the trees in the area around Feather Rock. You're going up even higher than you were when you were riding on the Pidgeotto. Love it. Uh, puff. Gotta love Puff. So as you're going over the top, uh, you do note with your 27 that 
toward the middle of the island. There it is, yep. At the top. Yep. You do see, you can just tell that there is a, a bit of a clearing as there's um, an area that is still obscured more so by tree branches, but you can see bits of the moonlight shining down, and you, it looks like you can see some stones and things down there, but you can't exactly make it out just with the tree canopy since you're looking from above. But you look down and you see that there's, you know, some kind of zone there that there's not, you know, big trees growing right there in the middle. But the ones that are around the perimeter of whatever it would be are still reaching overhead and obscuring it uh, in a way. But with your 27, as you look down. Oh, shoot. I'm going to forget everything. In that same zone. There goes. There goes it. What did I have for breakfast? Pancakes. In that same zone, you see, because of your very high perception roll, you see what you would probably describe as a potato-shaped creature. Potato shaped, uh, <laughs> creature. <gasps> There's the potato. For the, the listeners. Magical spine. <laughs> for the listeners, it's not really potato-shaped, but that's just based off of uh, <laughs> my perception. Your per- the, the loose uh, drawing that you got earlier. Uh, this seems to fit the description of what was told to you. My accurate perception of but- the potato. <laughs> Old man Kieran was right. Yeah, yeah, he was. So you look down and you can see this slightly bluish shape uh, as you look at it from above. You're very, very high up, so you can't really make out a whole bunch of it. But you do see uh, that as it looks up at you. Oh, wow, that's horrifying. Okay, great perception on their end then. It rolled a natural 20. Oh, God, we're making direct eye contact. I'm going to forget everything. Yeah, it, it did roll a natural 20, Keep despite your very good stuff. Keep the level of your eye. Oh, no. <laughs> but with it being down on the ground level currently, it does look up at you, and you can barely make out the sort of actual shape of it because you're, you know, 100 feet up in the air, essentially. Uh, so as you look down, you just see the bare shape of this thing, but you do see what you imagine are two glowing green eyes looking up at you, and you see uh, the vague shape of some sort of arm reaching up. Nope. Three glowing... Nope fingerlet sort nope. of things. I uh, Nope. You have no power over me, Pearl says. But as you are up here in the air, it reaches out towards you and tries to, you know, do... I'm going to eat it. Whatever it does. I'm eating this. It does seem as though you are out of its range currently. And Pearl goes, brah, brah, I'm eating you. We can talk from here. Hi, I'm Pearl. Just make a charisma check. Okay. 12. 12? Yeah. It seems... I'm eating you. It seems as though, much as you are out of the range of whatever its power that it might be trying to use, uh, that you are also uh, out of range of being able to really have any kind of good conversation, being as high up in the air as you are. Both aware of each other's presence, she drops some candy down. Peace (laughs) offerings! I have enough, I promise. I got it in bulk. Mikey squints. Don't drop me. (laughs) Mikey? Mikey? Lucas says, Mikey, don't do it. (sighs) And just like, I think just with the tongue, just sort of scoops some more candy out of your bag. He's so mischievous. What do you want to do? This thing is aware of your presence. I want to see if it takes the candy. So you drop the candy on the ground. Peace offerings. Like little, uh, like the Toy Story uh, Green Soldier Army Men. You drop the candy down. I may not be able to see it, but I just want to, you know. Give me another persuasion with this candy. Uh, that is also a 12. Against its four. Okay. 
I think that once the candy finally falls to the ground, I think some of it probably scatters out of the way because, you know, there's a slight breeze. Uh, and so for nah. it to fall all the way straight down to the ground, to kind of... But at least one piece makes it down to sure. the ground. Sure, okay. And you can just see the, the vague shape of this um, from a distance. Uh, Come on, potato. Potato-y looking thing uh, goes and seems to uh, pick up whatever this candy is and puts it to its mouth. It's hard to tell exactly what it's doing, but it seems to at least have taken note of it and be inspecting it in some way, but you can't really get a vibe on how it feels about it, what was being very far away. I'm going to try to get lower. Okay. How much closer are you getting? Uh, enough that I can maybe scan it with my Pokedex, and I will not look at it in the eyes. Keep your hand at the level of yours. So you want to get close enough to scan it with the Pokedex? Yeah. So you need to be within 50 feet of it to scan okay. it with the Pokedex, yeah? Okay, yeah. So you're just going to hang out right on that sort of edge? Yeah, I'm super good at distance. <laughs> you... Keep your hand at the level of your she says to everyone. Oh, my gosh. Luca. Yeah. Could you try to make a distraction while I try to scan it with my Pokedex? I mean, what kind of distra- I mean, it, it knows that we're both here. I think it's still looking right at us. I know, but maybe it'll look more right at you for a second. I mean, what do you want me to, to do? Hercules. Go! What do you want it to- Are you wanting to, like, attack it? or like aerial just... show. No, no attack. Okay. You go ahead and roll. I know Hercules. Hercules gets it. Hercules is a great dancer, comedian, uh, performer, a uh, very rounded, rounded professional, <laughs> rapper, dancer. Ten. She's going a little more scattered. A ten against the twenty-six insight of this oh, creature. Oh wow, wisdom! <laughs> oh man, our little islander. So Hercules starts doing some of the uh, the aerobatics maneuvers and things uh, with Luca, and as Luca's like, whoa, whoa. Okay, all right. <laughs> but they're still not that far from you. But Get jiggy yeah. with it. Nah, 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 nah. The creature does not seem to be uh, dissuaded from looking at you or being aware of, you know, everybody who's up there, up in the air currently. I have two more ideas. Okay. Do you want to do these as you're going down to get within 50 feet? Yeah. Okay. I would like to grab my Pokeball for Seely. Okay. Give it a big old kiss. Okay. And say, Godspeed. You are the peacemaker. And then she chucks it down, like opens it to catapult Seely. So you're going to just drop Seely from 50 feet in the air? Yeah. <laughs> you make that sound like a bad thing. She'll take some fall damage. Well, actually, can I try to see if I can get a scan before I do that? Okay. Okay, I'm going to scan it first, and then that's my idea, to Geronimo Seely, like a little, little marshmallow cannon. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Be free. The power of the blubber. All right, Potato. Have you ever heard of Potato Cannon? This is a Sealy Cannon. You say Potato. I say a Sealy. You say Hypnotize. I say No Dealy. I think that in order for uh, Sealy to get down to the ground without, like, taking fall damage, because obviously you throw it, and then after it goes, she, like, comes out from yeah. there. Uh, I think that you would need to be probably within, like, 30 feet of the ground for the Pokeball to travel far enough to then release her. Can I be really honest? Ground. I'm not super nervous about her fall damage. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, let me just see if I can get a good read on this thing before I get KO'd, and then I'm going to Geronimo Seely down. I love it. Okay, thank you. I assume she's wearing her beret. Oh, yes. 1,000%. Okay, so as you go down, you get within 60 feet so you can scan it with the Pokedex. It says, LGM, the cerebral Pokemon. 
This Pokemon is shrouded in mystery. It's said to have appeared from a UFO that fell from the sky. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that is a little potato if I've ever seen one, but now it's a Martian potato. Oh, no. Oh, my. Why, 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 why? Why do we always find ourselves in these situations? As you scan it, its picture does show up on your Pokedex. Uh, you see this light blue Pokemon with uh, this potato-y shaped head, these oblong depressions on uh, either side with these black symmetrical lines going down the front of its head. The shiny green button-like eyes and the three finger-like digits, a red one, a green one, and a yellow one. But it seems to be uh, aware of you. It knows that you've scanned it with some sort of device and it is looking up at you, but you are still currently out of the range of where it is uh, standing below. Poor little guy. He's a Martian. He shouldn't be here. Hey, Luca. Yeah. It's, oh. actually, it's a little alien. Oh, what? <laughs> oh. I'm going to see if we can make friends with it. Okay. Woo. Okay. I'm chucking Seely down. Are you getting any closer before you're chucking Seely? <laughs> Just letting it fly? I mean, am I like I'm not catapulting her to a death, right? No, no. Okay, no, yeah, yeah, no. I'm not getting close. Great. So you uh, chuck Celie's Pokeball down. You get, give her Pokeball a little kiss. You yep. toss her down there. Yep. Go, little peacemaker. Go. Okay. So you toss the Pokeball, and then about halfway down, she the bolt of energy uh, releases her from the Pokeball, and she starts falling toward the ground. Go ahead and make a dexterity save for Celie. Okay. And while she falls, I say. Seely, think of the spring show of Pokey 2-5. You got this. It was our friendship tour. <laughs> Ooh, she's very dexy. It's a 15. A 15? Yeah, I'm proud of my girl just flying. Who says seals can't fly? So she'll only take half from this with a 15. Okay. Wow, two of those were ones. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right, blubber, baby. So uh, she only ends up taking three points of uh, just bludgeoning damage. So worth it. <laughs> As she, I think, manages to sort of boink, 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 okay. like marshmallow bounce down some of the tree limbs as she makes her way down to the uh, the ground level. This is how I imagine it. She falls straight from the sky. She does the boink, boink, boink. She then rolls. She looks and she knows. She hear, she remembers the spring spring friendship tour like nobody else does and then she immediately puts on the beret there's a spotlight from the moon that shines down mini piano rolls out she starts to play and she goes order and Pearl starts to sing as we slowly decline. For we know each other, so don't you want to call the whole thing off? You say potato, you are potato. I am a Martian, you are a pokey. So we know we're all a little different. Let's call the sparring thing off. But oh, yes, that break my heart. And and and, and Pearl <laughs> is slowly declining with with Mikey, and she lands on top of the piano, like just um, precariously placed. But oh. Oh, if we call the whole thing off, that'd break my heart. Take it away, Seely. Order, order, order. I start to do a little tap dance on top of the piano. Let's call the whole thing off. Thanks, Mikey. 
Way to go, Steven. Ooh. Here's the thing. Okay, I think that uh, it's... That uh, is how it happens in my brain. <laughs> because I actually kind of like the... Uh, <laughs> The thought of with with Pokeballs and stuff that they can kind of have some little comfort things because it's in my brain the Pokeball is very much just a space that's catered to the Pokemon. Yeah, genie and, lamp style. I, yeah, genie lamp style. And I imagine that the inside of Celie's Pokeball is oh. just like her dressing room. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I think that it's it's like a little toy piano. That yeah, she's got in like there. Linus and Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a Linus and Lucy that. style. But uh, I'll still try to precariously place myself on top of it and fall <laughs> a little bit and just then have a little to skirt bit. and do the Lucy hip move because. I don't fit. <laughs> you're just you're just a l- little too big for it. Even though yeah. you're small for age, you're still a little too big for this uh, tiny piano. But go ahead and have Seely make a performance check mm, with advantage. That's right. Because I liked it. Thank you. And also, I think that she just gets advantage because of her beret. But also because I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's only a thirteen. A thirteen. Oh, sorry, it was a little off key there, Seely. It's been a while since we've done that one. Ooh, ooh, only a 12 for, for this creature, for this LGM. I think that it is still very, very defensive, but just purely is intrigued by what's going on right now and is just looking. This one goes out to all you Martians out there. Hit it, Seely. She does a big old piano. I'm blue, ba da da I am a pokey, I'm pokey, and pokey pokey. And we start to tut a little bit, mm-hmm. like... You know, it was a little more modern. It wasn't our normal um, suave du faire, but... As you are doing this, uh, you you come to an end of that number uh, as this LGM just still stands there on the ground. It just, in my brain, it kind of moves around, walks around like the little dude from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh yeah. (laughs) We do just a mini concert, you know, just a tiny mini concert recapping, like five minutes recap of the spring friendship tour for this thing. (laughs) You do that as Luca also comes down to the ground on Hercules. Yes, good, that's what I was hoping so. Can Luca position himself behind the Martian? Sure. I think that as this is happening, you note that you got a better uh, idea of what this terrain is and what's going on. But right now, your focus is still toward the Martian. So you're not really scoping out the full zone as much. You're really having to pour everything into having to distract uh, this, this Pokemon that's down here. Totally. But I think that as you finish up that number. Also, that number definitely resembles Electric City for those of you who like our version of that. Electric Nights. Electric. Electric days, electric eyes, electric ways. <laughs> that version of I'm blue and I'm a Martian and I'm a pokey. Oh my da da doom. It it also resembles a lot of that. And then we hold for applause. <laughs> that was good, Seely. Way to go. Wow, we haven't done that that one in a while. <laughs> I know, we were like five when we did the spring friendship tour. In your brains, you and Luca here. What are you doing here? Hello friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. 
I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our fabulous partner, Dice Envy. They just released a new limited run set, Song of Rest, perfect for your next bard character. I want them. I want them really bad, and you should too. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to diceenvy.com questco or by using promo code questco at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you'd like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. Big ol' shout-out and thank you to our newest patron, Sophie, and thank you to Jackson for increasing your pledge. That's amazing, and we are so thankful for you, patrons. You really do help make it possible for us to keep putting out content week after week. And if you'd also like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Questco Discord. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is even more true, especially true for shows like ours, independent podcasts that don't do paid ads anywhere. And you know, us posting on our own social media is really only going to get us so far. So please, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. And speaking of fan art, we got some more fabulous art this week. Thank you to Cool Trainer GG at GladIrisT on Twitter for sending us a lovely drawing of Luca in a pearl costume. If you haven't seen that, go check it out on our Instagram and Twitter or on the fan art page of the website where we have a gallery of all the art that people have sent us. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at PodiconGo.com. This week, we want to highlight Elderberry Tales, a wonderful story podcast. You'll hear their promo at the end of these announcements. I'd like to take a moment to thank the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective for the songs The Burned Tower and Stars Over Lake Verity. Thanks to Glitch X City for Diamond and Pearl Eterna Forest Lo-Fi Remix. Thank you to Visitor for the songs Witch's Hut, Hidden Grotto, The Great Forest, and Shrine. Thanks to Uncan for the song Kobo Cafe. Thank you to Heaven Wraith for the song Army Worthy of Phobos. Thank you to the Oracalcan for Clairvoyant Eulogy. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back and see what this funky little potato's up to. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab your favorite pillow and a curious heart. It's time for a story. 
Elderberry Tales is a storytelling podcast featuring inspiring and engaging stories for kids. Ancient wisdom, timeless tales, and contemporary heroes. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and listen on your favorite podcast player. What are you doing here? Look, I can talk. Yeah, no, got that, got that. It's so cool. What do I do here? Yeah. Uh, No, like, what are you doing here? I'm the watcher. Ooh. You do a really good job of that. We made direct eye contact in the sky 80 feet above. Correct. (laughs) I like this thing. This LGM has got its nubby little arms, like, folded in front of it, and is just sort of standing there. Uh, I thought that it had a fly speed, but allegedly it doesn't. So this little <laughs> thing is just standing here on its, you know, nubby little legs with its arms crossed, just looking at the both of you. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't just wipe your minds and put you back on the shore. Because you've never had entertainment like this brought to you from the skies. This is fair. I know you've liked it. But what do you want? Nothing. No one's supposed to come here. Why? Because this is a secret place. Why? Because it has to be. Why? Because the shrine is here, and nobody is supposed to see it or come here. Oh, my belly just dropped. The LGM gestures to this small clearing that you are in that you have managed to get to without having to go through the rest of it. coming from above, interestingly enough. But as you look over, you see uh, a zone that is very similar to the Shrine of Gratitude that you were at before. Uh, You see this sort of uh, vaguely stone hingey kind of area and in the middle... so excited. In the middle, uh, in the moonlight above you, you see glowing. There is a, um, just what looks like a very faintly glowing sort of orb in the middle of it. I think that rather than the stacked stone sort of vibe of the Shrine of Gratitude, uh, that this is actually more kind of kind of stone hingy in the fact that there are like some longer ones uh, oh, that are still so kind of cool. balanced on each other and everything. Oh, this is so cool. Uh, and are some more, uh, as there were with the other one. Well, how cool is it? Because these little Martian and stone head is so cool. I love this. Um, wait, wait, stop, stop, hold on. Um, just give me a second. Give me a good reason. I, I need a very good reason. And I can prove it. It's a little green eyes squint. You what? I know Shaman. How? We're friends. Mm, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Wait, just give me a second. Yeah, like, you guys, nobody just and finds she gets them. out her backpack, and she takes out the flower that she took from Shaman. Ooh, you showed the Gracidia flower. Yeah. I wanna... Shaman gave this to me. Well, that's very interesting. We're friends. I can't, like, call them. Like, I can't call Shaman, but we are tight. LGM just, like, holds out a little hand. Let me see it. And she actually doesn't touch him. She she puts it on the ground. Hmm. And then let, lets it get it. I liked that. And LGM uh, picks up. I have up. a lot of chocolate on my hand. <laughs> 
LGM picks up the Grisidia flower and just turns it over, uh, sort of inspecting it. You see that uh, its eyes glow for a minute even brighter as it's just looking and, and, and inspecting and, and getting a read on it, just to make sure that it seems legit. Hmm. Fine. And hands it back to you. Well, what do you want? Why are you here? Well, First of all, what? Well, actually, 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 do you only know Shaman? Um, well, I would say we know of others, but we are only have a relationship with Shaman. Interesting. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. Sure. You're really direct and I love it. Yes. Cool. Um, and I have no time for pleasantries. I dig it. Okay. Um, well, thanks for listening to the show, number one. That was really gracious of you. But then she starts to pull out her deal or no deal briefcase. Hmm. Yes. It was more entertaining than the teenage boys who just come here and try to trespass. Yeah, they would annoy me too. I do not like it. No, yeah, that's a lot. Did you get the candy I dropped from the sky? What is this? I think you would not like it. Don't eat it. I like it. Now I want to eat it. It's very yummy. What is it? Chocolate. In the shape of dragons. <laughs> and she pulls out two and she's like starting to fight him with her. Like, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. You <laughs> just rolled another 20. It is not poisoned. No. <laughs> and she eats one and she gives one to Mikey and Seely. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't get it on the piano keys. Ooh. That took us three years to get off that last thing. <laughs> it will not poison me. No. It is tasty. Yeah. It is scrumptious. Yeah. Interesting. You don't have to eat it right now. I have taken other snacks from the trespassers. Oh. They were fine. Okay. Chips. Uh, anything mm. else? Dip? There was a beverage. It was fizzy. Ah. Uh, Did not enjoy. That makes sense. No. Yeah. Do not like that. The can was nice, though. <laughs> You're such a little potato. I will try this. Okay. Can you help me unwrap it? Yeah, My sure, fingers sure, are very nubby. Sure, sure. LGM eats it. Aw, I love LGM so much. <laughs> I'm such a big fan. It is scrumptious. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the candy. Anytime. Oh, by the way, this is my friend Luca. Hello. Uh, hi. LGM is great, Luca. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been hearing this whole thing. I know. It's in my brain. I know, me too. Uh, yes, that is how I work. Cool, cool, love that. I love that. Oh, so let's get back to the major things. And then she whoops down the briefcase. What is this? So this is our mission, LGM. A mission? Yes. We've been given a mission. By who? Well, our friends and shaman and the pursuit of light. Interesting. Continue. So, our friends have been taken into the shadow realm. Oh. It was not good. Oh no. We were able to take them out of that world. Mikey kinda helped. Who is Mikey? And she just points. Oh, one of those, yes. So he kinda helped. And so, um, I guess we're trying to get this thing detacked. That's what the professor told me. Run that by me one more time. Explain one more time, Pearl. I'm working on it. <laughs> I do not talk to people. I wipe their memory and send them from this place. Okay. I am processing. I am too. Okay. 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 Oh, wow. There's just so much. Do you have time? I've been in this place for many, many years. I have plenty of time. Okay. So, I'm going to start with this, but then there's another part of the story, okay? Fine. Step one. Two of our friends were taken into the Shadow Realm. They... How? With this thing that's inside the briefcase. What did they do? They touched it and they opened it. What is in the briefcase? It's, um, um, uh, a spear tomb. 
This is bad. Yes. So they awakened it, and it took them into this portal dimension world. And then they were trapped in there for years and years and years. And then me and Luca helped get them out. But it still holds some power over them. So we... What kind of power? Uh, like it takes them... Like it makes them spit up slugs. This is bad. Yes. So now we are trying to set them free and get them really, 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 really back to reality. Because like, you know, they got to live their lives. I think they could have great lives. They have been corrupted. Yes. Interesting. It's like we're trying to clear them, okay? Fresh start. But in order to do that, we, we need to take this spear tomb to the Tomb of Sorrows and replace it. Like, this, they took it from the Tomb of Sorrows, and they weren't supposed to take it because they got too, like, eager. And it's like, hey, don't mess with nature, okay? Just let it be. I'm a junior ranger. I know these things. Celie's behind me going, and we don't start fires. So, um, yeah, so that's what we're doing with this. And then there's Tarzan. I think that as you mentioned that, Luca is like, oh, yeah, and let's let's Tarzan out of the Pokeball, who comes out with his arms crossed, looking at the LGM who has its arms crossed. <laughs> I feel like kindred spirits, surely, but we just have to break the ice so that they realize they're going to be best friends. You say pokey, I say potato. She starts tinkling on the piano. You say Tweeko, I say tomorrow. For we know each other, so we must be come Martian friends and lizard friends. Right? Am I right, guys? Is anybody else feeling the magic here? I'm just going to roll charisma for each of the two yes. of them. And then me and Celia are like, oh, wow, this is happening. Best friends. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Trico rolled a one. <laughs> LGM rolled a seven. Wow. Trico does that rudely. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but no, I think that Trico's standing there. Tarzan has his arms crossed, and LGM is inspecting him. Tarzan's having none of it with this weird alien thing. There it is. And LGM says, I do not like this. The lizard is corrupted. Right? That's what's happening to a lot of Pokemon out here. There are bad people who are trying to make them into shadow Pokemon. And that's kind of what happened to our friends, too. So we're trying to help clear them with the light. And that's where the shaming connection happens. So we've been working to bring these Pokemon and to restore them. And then Shaman, our friend, helps us with the final process. But Shaman says we need to con continue pursuing this with all our might. Interesting. And we can use any help we could get. There's a lot of Pokey at risk. There are people making shadow Pokemon. Yeah, they're not good. This should not happen. No, they're not good. She shows them a sketch of them. Of the people? Yeah. They look nefarious. They are. Look at that stash. How do they do this? Do they have dark magics? Um, Luca, I feel like you could talk about this one better than I can. Uh, yeah, so, um, there's, uh, they have machines that they've used to, to tap into whatever this shadow energy oh, is. we have a reader. And she shows him the... Interesting. This should not happen. No. I have only known of one way the shadow Pokemon may be corrupted. This was not one. Now I know two. What was the other one? Getting too close. Oh, we're getting too close to your life. No. Oh. No. Do you have time? Ah, uh, yeah. Sit. Seely. Order. Start at the bonfire. Order. 
And I would like to imagine we make a little bonfire and we sit around a, a campfire? And maybe we make some s'mores? Sure. Or is that too much for Elgian? Does he not get it? What are you doing? We, I was just making it more comfy. I instructed you to say it. Okay. What, why are you doing this? Okay, back it up, back it up, back it up, Sealy. Well, now I am curious. Well, we were just gonna, you know, make some more light and maybe make a sweet treat. Kind of like the chocolate thing. Roll persuasion. Okay. <laughs> I love this little guy. With advantage because he liked the chocolate. Oh. I really like this little, little dude. 23. 23. There is more chocolate. Yeah. Fine. I always keep it on me. Proceed. Okay. And then um, Seely and Trico and uh, Mikey just kind of. They just gather up yeah. some you know, loose sticks and stuff that have fallen to the ground and yeah. stuff like that so that you can you know, make a little. Fonta comes out. Boom. So you do that. And we all gather around and, you know, we start the process. I like to imagine that me and Luca are very focused on LGM and, and talking with him and listening to him. But the pokies are just so comfortable by now. We let them be free and they just start, you know, yeah. cooking them up for us. Doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Coco is actually leading them. <gasps> He's the head chef. Oh, obviously. Yes. And they all realize that LGM is very cool and very important. And they kind of want to show off for him. Nice. As their teamwork. <laughs> of like, we are happy pokies. I love it. Okay. Love that. So they are doing that, as LGM says. I have been around many years. Over a thousand years. Whoa, I'm only ten. I am very old. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. What's your skincare routine? I don't have skin. Ah, that will do it. Yes, I fell from the sky. <gasps> like me! Well, my ship crashed, really, and oh. then I am stuck. Okay. But it is fine. Really? I was not the only one. Oh. There were more of us. Okay. I suppose this is why I was in your strange device. I suppose that others have been seen. Yes. I have not been seen. I make oh. sure of it. Oh. Well, there was that one time. But don't worry about it. Okay. It was a long time ago. Okay. I have been at all the shrines. Oh. That's amazing. Yes, I have worked at all of them at some time or another. Helping when needed. I came to this shrine after the Guardian entered their slumber. That is them. LGM gestures toward the, the sort of faintly glowing orb. They're sleeping. Why? They're almost always sleeping. They sleep for a thousand years. They only awake for seven days every thousand years. Ooh. They were awake. Aw, did we just miss them? Aw, man. You were off by a few decades. Aw, we just missed them, Luca. Ah. So bummed. So close. I mean, really, relatively, thousand years, pretty close. We can't live forever now. It's true. Okay. The last time that the Guardian was awake, there was a meteor falling to Earth. Another woman found this place and spoke with the Guardian. The Guardian granted her wish to be able to stop the meteor. <gasps> I know that woman. Well, I don't know her, but you I could, know You her. could not know that woman. I know, I know her granddaughter. Oh, interesting. How? Well, we visited Tremella Town, and um, we met... Aika, and that's her granddaughter, and her her name is Gloria. Yes, it was Gloria. This Whoa! is correct. Oh, that's how she had the moon rock, Luca. What moon rock? What? In the chest. Oh, right. With the with with the shadow energy. The the bit of the the meteor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not a moon, but the meteor. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the meteor was problematic. She wished for the power to be able to stop the meteor so that it did not destroy half of the region. It did not. She and her unpheasant defeated it. Blew it up. I did hear that they were lost in the process. This is true, I assume. I think so. Yes. Unfortunate, but brave. However, 
bits of the meteor still crashed to Earth, but in a place that was not very heavily populated. The meteor was corrupted as well. With shadow energy. Correct. <gasps> oh no, out of game moment. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. We got a Tower Igamore going on like Lord of the Rings. Oh man, there's a camp and there's an underground tunnel and they just are making muck babies with, sh with shadow energy. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. They're in the wet, they're in the wilderness and they're building an army. That is what my brain is thinking right now. Oh my god! I see it, I can see it, and they all have mustaches. <laughs> and that all goes through Pearl's head, but she doesn't know the Lord of the Rings that reference that well, so she doesn't explain that, but in that, <gasps> she has all that in her head. We see Wallace like going through the whole, like <laughs> the Tower of Isengard sort of zone. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> There's a by sharp walking behind him. We see like the muck, like out of the thing. Says, ah, do you know where the shadow Pokemon come from? Yes. <laughs> they were once regular Pokemon. That's <laughs> what I see. That's what I see right now. Oh, oh that's funny. She's very scared. <laughs> He's Saruman. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. No doubt in my brain. Where the meteor fell, it has corrupted the area around it. If Pokemon get too close, they may be corrupted as well. Oh, too close. Got it. Yes. Also, ghosts are affected in some way. They are connected. It is strange. I am still not sure about them. As he looks at Mikey, who I think is probably just like chasing one of the other Pokemon around yeah. right now, uh, and, and stealing some chocolate and as Coconut is just like batting groups. him away. Yeah. <laughs> I am unsure about them. Since the Guardian has gone into their last slumber, I have been here, watching, keeping anyone else from intruding. So Shaman is a Guardian, right? Correct. But Shaman decided to visit us, even though it wasn't the thousand-year time frame? Shaman does not slumber for 1,000 years. Oh, got it. Jirachi slumbers for 1,000 years. Jirachi! Yo, man! She shouts. <laughs> Great to meet you! Have you ever heard of my friend Jumanji? The orb does not move. Jirachi, 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 Jirachi. Oh, Jirachi, Jirachi, Jirachi. Ha! And she starts to just like, she gets very excited about this name. <laughs> Jirachi is the guardian of the Shrine of Wishes. I am not the guardian. I am just the watcher. But I help. I keep them safe while they slumber. Oh my God, Jirachi is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Jirachi would love my song. Jirachi would be so playful with me. Oh my gosh, why are you making me never see Jirachi? <gasps> why are you doing this to me, Jonah? Me and Jirachi? We would have so much fun. Uh, Jirachi, Jirachi, Jirachi. Woo! Jirachi, Jirachi, Jirachi. Shoo! Da -da -da -da. Jirachi, hey. Jirachi, no. Jirachi, may. Wish, wish, wish. Ah, uh, Jirachi! Why are you making us never meet? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this to us? Look at its little face. I love it. Why are you doing this? It's so cute. Okay, back in game. Wait, so we can never meet Jirachi and never get a wish? I mean, not like I need a wish. It just would be cool. Did you come for a wish? No, I probably shouldn't get one. Do you have a wish? Yeah. What is it? Um, I don't know if it's a good wish. So. What is it? No, no, I'm good. What is it? I'm good. I'm fine. Ask Luca. Well, I mean, Shaman had told us that something about a, a wishing star if we wanted to help our friends. 
What are you talking about? I don't know anymore. Well, um, Shaman told us that the only way to help our our friends who were uh, corrupted, who who went to the Shadow Realm, was that we needed a wishing star and that we needed to go, I mean, I guess to this shrine. Oh, you're right. Shoot. Shoot the boot. Ah, man, we saw a wishing star when we were with Ricky, but we didn't catch it. I don't know how to catch stars. It would have fallen to the earth. Oh. It would have landed, I am sure. You saw a shooting star. Yeah. It would have landed. How do I know where it went? Did you see which way it was going? Oh, my gosh. I need astronomy. I never took astronomy on the boat. We used the stars, but I didn't like the projection in the math. Hmm. I am sure it is that way. The way that it was falling. Luca, do you remember where it fell? I mean, it was falling vaguely, I mean, east this direction when we were looking. This direction? I mean, vaguely. We just kind of saw it going loosely that way, any gestures. But, I mean, I don't know exactly where. It might be near town. It might be up in the mountains. I don't know. Is there any way we could find the star, LGM? A way to find the star? Yeah, like, is there any way to track it or to, like, know where its presence is? Hmm. Interesting. They glow. They are very bright. That's helpful. So, if you went looking, if you recalled the direction in which it was falling... I can meet my new best friend, Jirachi. It would be brief. Jirachi, Jirachi, Jirachi! Come, come see. Okay. So you walk over to the actual shrine uh, itself, this large Stonehenge-like structure, and in the middle, in this faintly glowing orb, you can see that it is uh, slightly translucent, and you can see the slumbering Jirachi inside. <sighs> You see that its uh, its head is still out and it looks to be sleeping, but its body is in like a kind of cocoon looking like a, like it's swaddled almost. Like a little baby star. Like a tiny little baby star. But as you go up to it, you see that on the points on its head, uh, on these starlight points. Are these points, cool ribbons? Are these fierceness? Are these little tags? Yeah, and they're adorable. You see that one of them has been written on, but the other two are blank. Oh, those are the wishes. Correct. There has been one wish. There are two wishes left. What happens when all three are taken? Jirachi cannot grant any more wishes. Wait, what? With their own power. But if a wishing star is brought to Jirachi, then Jirachi may grant a wish. Oh, freebie. Yes. Got it. They use the energy from the star rather than their own power. Got it. So it does not count. Okay, I feel much better about that. Yes. They can do it even in the slumber. It wakes them up for a brief time. (gasps) There have been very few occasions, but it has happened. Luca? Yeah? We're an occasion. I mean, I I hope so. Oh, yeah. LGM, this won't be the last time you see us. We're going to find that wishy star, and we're going to grant a wish to help our friends and to help get rid of the shadow energy. This seems like a worthy wish. Thanks. That means a lot coming from you. The lizard should touch the orb. Really? Yes. Jirachi may cure it. This Trico does appear to be ready. <gasps> While still corrupted, it seems as though he is still ready. I do not wish for it to be corrupted. Tarzan, like, sticks out its tongue. <laughs> but is looking very, very curiously at uh, this floating orb that does have the Jirachi in it. <gasps> Luca? Yeah. She turns, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, drop your s'mores, clean off your hands. It's a family moment. 
And she makes all the Pokemon come and sit fire. And, like, we all just line up in a line. And since it's Luca's, you know, it's 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 Luca's Tarzi. And we'll all respect. But I'm going to get my little um, disposable camera and get ready to take pictures. <laughs> you do so. We're all in a line. Nice. Now go up close to This is the best part. Or, or. Luca says, oh, all right, Tarzan. Uh, look, I know last time didn't quite go like, you know, we expected. But apparently you're ready now. You good? You want to do this? I think that Trico seems a, a little hesitant after not being accepted last time, after not being ready last time. It seems as though he's hesitant of like, a, are, are you sure about this kind of thing? Fanta comes up and gives it a little pat on the back. I think that, yeah, as Fanta comes up and, and uh, comforts Trico, uh, Tarzan looks up at Fanta. Since they have, to this point, really grown up together, mm-hmm. you know, they were in the same group, mm-hmm. you know, the same batch of starters and were with each other before they were turned into shadow Pokemon in the first place. And so I think that with this comfort from Fanta, Tarzan just looks up. I, I just see sort of like the silhouette of the two of them, Fanta with the hand on the shoulder as, as the orb is in front of them with Jirachi. And Tarzan looks up at Fanta. And since the orb is sort of floating up in the air, I think that Fanta actually picks up Tarzan and lifts him uh, so that Tarzan the Trico can place a hand on the orb. With that... Pearl definitely gets a picture of that. <laughs> she goes, oh, wow, that one was really sweet, Sealy. <laughs> I know, me too, me too. <laughs> but as Tarzan's hand makes contact with the orb... Fanta lets go, and Tarzan stays there floating in the air for a moment, as then uh, there is that faint glow about him as he's lifted a little further into the air, and he is spread eagle uh, as there is this light uh, protruding from him. He glows, and uh, as he's floating in the air, (laughs) the shadows that were, you know, in him uh, are shot out uh, as he's there glowing in the air and then actually he continues to glow a little bit longer his full body in this bright light uh, as his form begins to shift as well uh, since he's been like this for a while. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm just envisioning so much Beauty and the Beast action right now you oh, guys. It's major. Not, it's like the raindrops everything. <laughs> major Beauty and the Beast. As his form begins to shift uh, you see he grows larger Woo! from his head Head. Pearl stupidly takes a photo of this, knowing that it's just going to be flash on flash. <laughs> <laughs> From his head, as his body grows larger, you see a large leaf uh, that sort of grows yes! out. Yes! He's getting hair! And his more um, bulbous tail actually becomes more sleek and becomes more leafy as well. And from his wrist, these three leaves come out on each side as he then comes to the ground. <laughs> Tarzan has evolved into a grove Oh All of us in the line, all, all of us in our, like, crisscross applesauce line, we all clap. You all clap. Tarzan the grow file is down on the ground, and I think that he and Luca just rush toward each other as Luca's really proud, and he's like, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy you finally did it, buddy. You look great! Tarzan turns around to face the rest of you, looks down at LGM, and just puts out a fist for a fist bump. And this time... Two hands, one grovile. Trust yourself. Don't forget, you have a Martian friend. Two... That's all I got. (laughs) LGM says, 
This is better now. You're not corrupted. We can be friends. And reciprocates the fist bump. Two hands, one grove, I'll doom doom. Trust yourself and let the shadow release into the night. How's the rest of that song go? Two hands, one world, one family. Well, then it just gets into the doom doom doom. doom. You know, it gets yeah. into the more driving bit. Trust Thank you, Phil. Yourself. <laughs> There's one constellation in the sky. <laughs> Phil Collins, F-I-L Collins. No, no, we look into the we look at the, the Stonehenge thing, and on it is carved Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil made by Phil. There's one rock <laughs> that just looks like his Look face. Looks like his face. I'm gonna call you Phil. Nice. That one was like that when we got here. <laughs> we did not carve that. It was just that way. I call it Phil. Oh my gosh. Wow, this is this is a big day. Wow, Luca, this is amazing. Yeah, um, I think that as he is wont to do when these things happen, Luca is crying. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. Pearl's definitely had some tears. So is Seely. But uh so that just happened. LGM says Yes. This is good. Jirachi can still cure corrupted Pokemon if they are ready, even when they slumber. That's really cool. Jirachi's really good. Yes, yes they are. I wish that I could speak with them more. Is this your favorite shrine that you've ever been to? You said you've been to them all. I have been to them all. This is a nice one. I do get lonely sometimes, that since we cannot talk. What about the Eevee? The Eevee? Yeah, there was an Eevee out there on the beach. There are wild Pokemon on this island. I'm oh. sure that there is an Eevee running around somewhere. Gotcha, but they're just not on the language level you crave. Not as much. Gotcha. They are simpler. Gotcha. It is okay. I have very much brain power. Mm-hmm. I can tell. So, sometimes, the other psychic Pokemon that are around are better, but still, it can be lonely. They do not have the same capacity that I do. Well, we're always about a midnight picnic. And they all kind of, I feel like the Pokemon are all kind of playing by the bonfire again and like, you know, Grovel's like showing off the new hands. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, and like Oscar's like, they were doing like patty cake uh-huh. together. I think that what happens, because when he evolves, Grovile knows the move Leaf Blade. Oh, God. I think he takes the sword <laughs> that Luca bought oh my from the store <laughs> and is, like, just showing off with the sword. But it's also uh, just sort of causes these vines to grow up it and everything and these leaves. Uh, so it's got, like, a sort of, like, whippy quality, too, as well as being a regular sword. Fanta uh, loves all of this. And the, and Fanta thinks this is so cool. Like, they're doing, like, their full-on own anime, like, opener over here. Yes. And, like, everybody's watching. Yes. Yeah. That's what's happening. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that until just then, but I was like, Leaf Blade is a thing. Yeah. He, did, he literally just bought a sword. Yeah. yeah we're going to do that. Heck yeah. <laughs> But as you're talking about being down for a midnight picnic, LGM says, Yes, you may come back. I would like it. Yes. I would enjoy that. Thanks, LGM. I will still keep others away, though. That's that's fair. I do not trust. Let me tell you, I was talking to some of the locals today. It is, you know, not the peak freshness on the crowd. There are three boys. They come here often. Do you have, like, fun messing with them at least? Yes. Okay, that's good. It is nice. It is something to do. Most of the time, it is boring. But boring is good for this. I would not want more excitement. Yeah, I mean, you gotta protect Jirachi. Exactly. Do you know these boys? Yeah, guess what? <laughs> what? Can I tell you a secret? Please. <laughs> I have no one to tell it to. I will keep it. 
we whooped their Pokemon butt today. And I give Luca a big high five, and then I go to LGM to give a high five. LGM, with his nubby little hand, gives you a high five. Yes. <laughs> Do they have ill intent? No, they are kind of just bored. This they is good. messing with us. This is good. Perhaps I will play with them more next time before I wipe their memories. You should. They're actually quite fun. Interesting. I will not let them to the shrine, though. No. They would probably mess with Phil. I will not allow that. But I will play with them before I wipe the memory from them and transport them back to the shore. Hey, Elgium. This is fine. Yes. Should we, in your opinion, do you think we should continue to the Tomb of Sorrows first or try to get the Wishing Star first? This is a fine question. Let me consider. You do not know where the star is. Right, we just have a vague direction. A vague direction. I wouldn't want somebody else to take it. This is true, and they might. The wishing stars are very bright. If it is somewhere without as many people, it may not be disturbed. Pokemon may be drawn to it. It is very bright. It can be seen from a distance. So if you are in the vicinity, you will probably spot it. Okay. You seem as though you are someone who is very perceptive. Thank you. Yes. You know, a lot of people think because I'm so short, I'm not perceptive, but it's because I am so short that I am so perceptive. Yes, we are short and we can see. Yeah. I know the feeling. Thank you, Potato. What is, but, Potato? I was thinking, LGM, if you want, we could give you a nickname. This thought had not occurred to me. I'm thinking Potato, Spud Buddy, or Sputnik. I do not know why, but the last one is appealing. You got it, Sputnik. Why am I a potato? Have you ever seen one? No. I'll bring one next time. You'll get it. All right. I love him so much. I think it's going to be spelled Spudnik, though. Oh, yeah. Spudnik. For sure. It's like first name, last name. Spudnik. <laughs> um, LGM. Yes. Is this the highest part of the island? This? Yes. It is as tall as the trees go. Luca, I have an idea. Yeah, what's up? We need to find, like, a clock tower or something really, really, really high and climb up to it and start to look all around, something with a clear view of the city. And that way, at night, we could see where the most glowing parts are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might see if we could see anything here. I, if if we can't see anything from up here, I mean, it, we'd probably have to go back up in the mountains to yeah. get the best kind of view of anything. Or I guess you could fly, like, up on one of your Pokemon and see how high you could get in the night sky. Yeah, I don't know that we'll be able to get super far uh, since we don't have, like, the TM fly or anything. I think that this is about maybe the capacity that we could do mechanically. Sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> which is this this sort of approach, you, using a fly speed or anything. But if, if we want to make any kind of real progress, real distance, rather than, you know, maybe to the middle of a lake or something, we'll, we'll need a little more. I also feel like I had to pull him away from the anime fight that was happening between, like, the fun, like, Oh, man, fake. he's so into it. He was so into it, totally celebrating. <laughs> um, well, then, I guess, can we look around where we are now, the highest point on this island, and see if we see any glowing? Sure. So you just want to, like, climb up to the top of a tree or, like, yeah. have Mikey just zoop you up? Yeah. Yeah. I think that rather than trying to climb up, I you probably just have the Pokemon float you up there, fly you up there, uh, have Mikey and Hercules do that. But you fly up top, and you can see from where you are at, there is still, as you go up above, there is that sort of thin layer of fog. And so I'd say that you probably have to go even above that, go very high up. And as you look around, 
you see to the north, obviously, there is Parasol Village, and beyond that, you know, some wooded areas and everything that then goes into the Kanoko Range, uh, which is significantly higher. It's not like you can see over them by mm-hmm. any means, but that's sort of the, the wall, the, the border that you can see uh, is where it cuts off. You, you don't know what's on the other side or deeper in, but you see just the face of it. That's the immediate thing that you see as you're looking north. Go ahead and give me a perception check to kind of scope out some of the other things that you haven't really seen yet. Ten. All right. It'll it'll kind of even out some because I know your passive's still very high. So it's not like pfft, nothing. But so you see that to the north. I think that for some of the other things that would be further off, maybe to the east or west, you're aware of the fact that allegedly Criminy City is somewhere into the west. Uh, you can see toward the edge of the lake where the terrain does seem to start to change and it gets more of that Badlands Desert kind of vibe uh, as you start going out that way. Uh, and you can see a faint, faint glow on the horizon that seems like it's probably from the city itself. Uh, you know, if you're on the beach at night, you know, and you, you look toward... Now, I'm thinking about when we've gone on uh, vacation down in Florida, the place that we go, yeah. where you can see down the way it's like oh there's panama city beach way over there uh the kind of glow of the city light from from a ways away that you can put together that's probably what that is yeah and then to the south you can vaguely see because it's right there on the shoreline uh you can see some of the buildings and things of chanterelle city which is the uh, other city that is connected to lake chanterelle pretty it does seem to be more of a city more established and larger than parasol village uh, you see that there are still some more lights on and things of that nature whereas uh, it's pretty dark it, you know seems like it kind of shuts down not too long after dark in parasol village with that smaller quaint village vibe and then to the east you see that the Kanoko Range it borders the northern side of the region and then kind of comes down and then is, in a way, you would know this from just looking at maps and things, mm-hmm. uh, in a way, it is the eastern border uh, almost of the region. There's a little bit of stuff that's like in it on the eastern side, but really, once you go past the Kanoko Range on the east, that's, you know, you're getting into other territory that's not Kanoko itself. But as you're looking out that way, you can still see just the faint uh, mountains on the horizon, not as clearly as the ones that are just to the north because they're closer. But you can vaguely see those on the outline, and you can see just the faintest of, of towns and stuff. But it doesn't seem like anywhere that you're looking that you can see any kind of uh, the wishing star or anything like that. So, you know, you gather that maybe it's hidden away somewhere if it's not in anything that you can see from here. Uh, And it's hard to make out a lot of details of things, but just from the fact that you have a map to reference for these things, you know the vague idea of where things are, but it's hard to get a lot of details outside of what's right there bordering the lake itself. She comes back down. All right, you come back down. Thanks, Mikey. She gives him a chocolate. (laughs) Hata! Wow, we are really going to have to eat our vegetables tomorrow, guys. And she sees how, like, how sugar hide everyone is at, at the bonfire. Like, all the Pokemon <laughs> are just having, like, such a party with Trico right now. Yes. They're doing a conga line. Yes. At the mention of vegetables, Mikey just squints and goes, Bleh. All right, go back to the party. As if to say, I'm a ghost. I don't care. Trico, You know, they're all just just going around. Oh, yeah. For sure. Celie's changed her barrette for like a party hat. She's got on she's the, got uh, the fruit hat. <laughs> a fruit shit. Yes. Yeah. She's doing the tutti frutti. Yeah, she's doing the tutti frutti dance. But you come back down. Did you see what you were looking for? Not really, but that's okay. Mm-mm. Hey, 
quick question. Yes. We would like to pull out a map. Any other shrines we should know about LGM? Other shrines? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think the Wishing Star will be really, really helpful for yes. our mission. If you bring the Wishing Star, Jirachi may grant your wish. I would be careful going to the Tomb of Sorrows. Did you say that you had pulled out, like, the, the briefcase, like, the really thick yes. uh, thing? Like, you'd pulled it out of the actual pod and showed off the briefcase itself, but you do not open the briefcase? No, I do not open the briefcase. I think that your reader is going a little wonky right now because you're in this very positive energy place and everything, but there is still, like, keystone in the briefcase, even though it's, like, lead-lined and, you know, all, all of that. That one has done very bad things. It is why it is bound to the keystone. Have you seen this tomb? Yes. What happened? How are you still here? We had a really good friend, Yam Mask, help us. And Trico and Coconut. We battled it. You fought the Spiritomb? Yes. Interesting. And Ellie. Interesting. Nevertheless, you should be careful. No doubt it will be stronger when you take it back to whence it came. <laughs> Sounds about right. What do you hope to do to it? Detag it. Or just return it back to where it's supposed to be. It will only be stronger when you take it there. You must banish it. What? You must banish it. How do I do that? I do not know. Huh. How do you know about banishing it? Well, you must not let it live there. Otherwise, its power will grow. It is where it is from. It did many bad things. This is why it is punished and bound to the keystone. You must find a way. If you do not wish for it to grow more powerful, you must banish it. Perhaps you battle it again. I do not know. But it must be defeated and sent away for good. Otherwise, it will only cause more trouble and harm. And we don't want that. No. Whoever took it away from whence it came were fools. <laughs> I can't wait to tell the professor that to his face. Well, he knows, he knows. So when you say banish it, what does banishing mean? It must be sent back to the distortion world for good. Permanently. It must not have a way back. Maybe that's our wish. Whoa, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty hefty order, don't you think? Yeah, but I don't know how I'm supposed... I don't know how we banish something like this. Just with our own two hands and our pokies. Don't get me wrong, crew's amazing. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know what type, what, where, if it's a normal battle situation. I mean, I mean, maybe if we got rid, maybe if we got rid of it, if we banished it, then that would still help somehow with the Professor and Mason? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But I don't know how to banish something. I don't know. I'm not sure. I wish that I could tell you more, but I do not know. Hey, Spudnik, you've actually been one of the most descriptive and, like, detailed-oriented answerers I've ever seen in my life. Good. Shaman is adorable. Believe me, I could cuddle with Shaman all day, play in the fields, bake flower crowns. That's my dream. Yes. But Shaman, like, didn't give me the nitty-gritty. Shaman was just like, believe, and then floated on out. Yes, they are cute, but cryptic. Yeah. Yes. I think that also, as you are looking around, you note that there are more, uh, like, you see the same sort of runes like there were on the shrine with Shaman. Do with that what you will, but you do notice that there are more runes there. Do you mind if I copy some of these? Certainly. Okay, and I, I copy them down, just like I did last time. You will need those if you wish to wake Jirachi with the wishing star. Sounds about right. Yes. I make two or three copies. Cool, you do. This is nice. Is it too much? Are you are you getting a little uncomfortable? Are you requiring a little private time now? It's a lot. Many things have happened. Good things, but many. Introvert, extrovert, yin and yang. You may explore more of the island if you like. Ooh, thanks, Budnick. Yes. I will not wipe your brains. Hey, that's the best part. Yes. 
that's what I was really open for. I do hope that you find what you are looking for. Thanks. We'll be back. Good. All right, guys. We've overseen our welcome. Pack up. And so as you give the command, your Pokemon break down the s'mores party, put away the fruit hats and, you know, everything else. And they uh, they break it down and, you know, very carefully, Seely makes sure that that fire is out. She's She's got on her little ranger hat. She says, order, 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 order. She water sports it like 10 times. Yes. Sits on it with her blubber. Yep. It's good. Or, or. But with that, Spudnik the LGM gives I you a little wave. I love Spudnik. Be safe. Thanks, Spudnik. Come back. We will. Good. And you walk off to maybe explore more of the island, maybe go back to Lucas' house. We'll find out next time. place where misty land grows and time is never planned. It's not on any map. You must find it in your heart. Creepy island place. You'll have no trouble if you fly there. Just grab a friendly ghost and once you have found your way there, you can never, never grow. Oh, I got creepy. Yeah, I'm trying to be creepy over here. (laughs) And that's my place where people forget and we will discover what's going wrong. Just your old pal Pearl and Luca and a little Shoopa Doopa. Misty Island Land. Delete it. It's for me. No, I'm keeping it. No, it's Marie. No, it's I'm Marie. keeping it. It's Marie. That was Never Neverland. Keeping it. From the musical Peter Pan. Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners? Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit PodiconGo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go Family-Friendly Podcast Network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N. Go! It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go! Postcards from Poa and Crush Company Jr.